0: and you just need the tools to get there. You're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich
1: Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who've been avid listeners for the last nine years, that's right, nine years, it's official we are celebrating the ninth anniversary. It was just a few days ago. Uh, Today is, if you're watching live, it's July 7th of 2023. If you're watching post-show, you can still celebrate. I'm totally cool with you celebrating anytime with me. So I'm very excited to, it kind of blows my mind that the Pleasure Zone has been going for nine years. I've managed to find content in fabulous guests for the last nine years. And today is no different when I say fabulous guests. So we have a guest today that we are going to be talking about communication. And we're going to be talking about effective and playful communication in relationships. And to me, this is one of those Five C's, for those of you who listen to the show, one of the five C's that I think are highly important, Mm -hmm. communication is one of them. So we're really diving deep today. Lee Smith helps coaches communicate on stages, on camera, in front of groups with confidence with her six-month Candy Method coaching program. And when I heard Lee speak at two different events live, the second time, actually, I have to admit, it was the third time. I went, wait a second. The second time I was like, hey, you should be on my show. And the third time I went, hey, I can see how what you do with your candy method actually relates to relationships. And it doesn't just have to be about being on stage, but also learning how to communicate effectively is something you can use in your daily life. It doesn't just have to be for business. So I'm excited to have a communications expert, somebody who actually coaches people how to communicate how to take all those things like pauses and learning how to listen because effective communication isn't just about speaking. So I am so glad to have you on Lee. Thank you so much for coming on today and we're going to be talking about a bunch of things but I'm just curious like what had you feel inspired to say yes I'll come and be on that crazy wild the pleasure zone with Malitza why not?
2: Of course. Well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. And I am one of those speakers I've been speaking since I was eight years old. So anytime somebody's going to give me a microphone, I'm going to say yes and I'm going to come play, however, that world looks like with with that particular host. And then it's you, Melissa. Like anytime that I get to hang out with you in person, way more fun in person and virtually i'm going to take advantage of that too and this is also a like you said it's a different perspective in communication versus public speaking and i thought what an opportunity to play with a different facet so thank you really great to be here
1: i'm so excited so prior to getting the show getting the show together we were on a call and we were looking at like different things we could talk about and we ended up having a really cool conversation about how you've you've actually you know, had times in your life where even though you're a public speaker where you had some struggles. And I'd love it if we could tap into that, because I think it kind of humanizes you to make it realize like, yes, you are, you know, you're a public speaker, you're a professional speaker. And even when you have all those tool sets, sometimes we can still struggle and it's still helpful to have coaches and people that can help us through all of these things. So I'd love to hear some of the things that encouraged you to use Um, public speaking in your own life?
2: Absolutely. I think, well, definitely when I was in high school and I was very involved with my youth ministries at the time, and I had already been through a suicide attempt. I had already been through sexual abuse and I was a teenager, like my fellow peers. And being a leader in that community, I had opportunities whether at a retreat or a major function, to speak in front of 500 to as many as 1,500. The retreat settings were about 60 to 70 fellow teenagers. The bigger groups were anywhere from 500 to 1,500. So I talked about the, the pain of loneliness and where we can go down that road towards suicide and think that we don't matter. And I wanted to spill the truth that Everybody matters. And then when it came to my sexual abuse story, really what I wanted everybody to take away from that was the power of forgiveness because there was more of an emotional betrayal versus the physically crossing the line. And in how much hate was a part of that experience. And then how do I bring this love back knowing that I had loved this person so much prior to all of that happening? And then as a teenager, we're so, so good at taking these molehill problems and blowing them up into mountain-sized disasters, catastrophes, drama, and I wanted to take that from a different perspective of what about these amazing things that we have that we're like, oh, I'm not so good at that, or somebody else is already doing that, and they're doing it so much better than I am, so who am I? And we think of ourselves as these molehills, and I thought, what if we think of ourselves as mountains of possibilities? So those were the various things that I, that I spoke about, and it was also during that time when I learned that 77% of the population would rather face a death their own death than an audience, and I thought what that's crazy, this is the most fun thing ever, because for me it wasn't about being the center of attention and it definitely had nothing to do with being a know it all, I was so far from being that kind of person, but if I had an idea that or story that I wanted to share, I I was curious to know how it landed with the audience. And when I got into college and I studied communications and it wasn't just the public relations communications, but also interpersonal communications, active listening. And that has played such a massive role in the the success of my relationships, whether it's friendships or the romantic relationships, familial relationships. And then even being a parent, I have two grown kids and having that, that parent child relationship into their adulthood where now we can be friends and the challenges that come along the way because um, speaking begins with the stories that you tell yourself. Absolutely. So, so what are we listening to inside of here? And this is where I think people have that fear of public speaking because their inner critic takes over. And so they the inner critic is like, well, Melissa, who are you going to be talking about sex and pleasure in the body? Who's going to listen to you? And oh my gosh, those topics—Are you kidding? What? It's so so out of, out of the norm, and so who's going to tune into that? Or Lee, you know, you you you've done what in in your life, and so what is? building your credibility. Well, I can say now that I've studied under Brendan Burchard and his World's Greatest Speaker Training and Les Brown with his Power Voice Academy. And I've spoken on over 500 stages in person, virtual, all around the world. You, you name it. I, I've been there. I've done it. And, but I have had to journey along the way and it did begin with the self-talk. And that even goes back to my childhood, if it's okay to share that too, because I grew yeah. up in a, in a mixed race, or missed mixed ethnicity my mom came from Vietnam my my dad here in the states and my mom tiger mom (laughs) raised me with all the love in her heart of course but raised me in a way of telling me all the things I did wrong and the whole comparison game why can't I be a good girl like Elizabeth why can't I get good grades like Mary why can't I be obedient like Susan and and I missed a spot and why didn't I get that right? And how am, I, how am I so smart and I'm not getting straight A's in school and just all, all of that. And then my dad pouring into me, you're so capable Lee, you're, you're such an amazing leader. You're gonna lead others in, in a positive path and you're gonna show them how to have fun in life. And, and then I had this game with myself, even as, even as a young child where I would stare in a mirror, not in vain but it was just a game I played. I would stare and stare. And then I noticed all I could see was my mom's face. And when I did oh, wow. that, I heard my mom's voice and all the things she would say to me. And I was like, oh, I, I love my mom, but I don't, I don't like that feeling. And I thought, I wonder if I could do this with my dad's face. And I shook off, you know, my mom's, what I was seeing in the mirror with my mom's face. And I stared and stared and stared until all I could see was my dad's face. And, and I thought, okay, and then I would hear, hear my dad's voice all the great things he was telling me okay okay and I remember thinking as a seven eight year old child I love my mom I love my dad but who's telling me the truth about who I am and I thought well what if I shake this all off and I just look at myself what do I hear now and it was my own voice saying you are amazing you are smart are you perfect at the age
1: of eight darling
2: and that's okay yeah the age of eight isn't that crazy you're
1: a little bit advanced there with yeah. your awareness it's it freaking am-
2: boom
1: <laughs> that's freaking unbelievable like it's it's believable i know you because it's it's like brains work differently but that's like a phenomenal thing to have within you to know and have the awareness that this is somebody else's voice and this i did not have that growing up i didn't have that awareness i was aware of other things i was aware of all kinds of energies, but they were very not that they I was very aware of perverts and very aware of other things. So um, I had that experience. But uh, to be able to know your own thoughts, and and it I was not until I was a teenager, did I realize that I was hearing multiple different people's opinions of who I was, and that I could distinguish that. So that's very cool that you, you actually found a method to shake it off and it's like you were doing your own mirror therapy at eight years old on your own uh, for yourself yes. and just having those conversations it's very gestalt of you and you're like having projecting these people out to you and having these conversations back and figuring that out that's absolutely brilliant and and what a gift that you did that for yourself like that's incredible that's i can actually see like a child's story in that like like a story for kids right in there um yep i see it i even see like the drawings i it's your story write it i think it's great (laughs) so that is a that's fantastic i had i have a, a child and i like at the age of two and two and three uh they would stand in front of the mirror and make uh different faces just to see how like what does happy look like? What does sad look like? And like would stand there for hours, having like um, like doing different facial expressions to try and understand facial expressions. Right. Uh, and now now we look back and um, Ziva's like I think that's maybe because I might be on the autism spectrum that I do that. I'm like maybe, but <laughs> that was really fascinating to watch you watch yourself do expressions and you're watching yourself in the mirror have conversations about acknowledging what isn't you and what is you and yeah. and uh giving yourself the affirmation at the age of seven or eight that you knew who you were and you were neither of them and yet both of them and probably neither of them, right? So aspects it, of them both, but truly you right. individually. Yeah. It, what a gift because people can be like ninety and not even know that.
2: So true. So true. Yeah. And, and it has played like I said, a huge part in in relationships moving forward of how I saw my friendships and and then, like I said, my romantic relationships. and now my husband, you know, we've been married for twenty two plus years and been raising my stepson, he was five when we got married and then raising our daughter together, just it's it's really amazing. and then and then even watching my own daughter have her own self-awareness at an early age, I'm like, oh, that's what I must have looked like to the world as I'm watching her at a young age like <laughs> that too, pretty amazing.
1: Oh, that's really cool. So with, with all of this knowledge you had about yourself at the age of eight, realizing that you could shake off everybody's everything, what do you feel was one of the first things that you, like, you know, you were saying like you were speaking in the, um, like in youth groups and different things. What was like the one of the things that was like the first thing you felt You really wanted to tell the world publicly but we'll talk about that after because we are going to head to our first commercial break in a minute i just want you to think about that while we go to commercial break just what is it that was like it's kind of like you know if we're in a box for a long time and then we finally get out of the box what's the first thing that we're like pop out boom this is me like what do i want to say and i wonder that for those of you who are listening to if you felt like you've been in the box with your voice and you haven't said anything if you got unwrapped and unraveled and you popped open that box what would you yell out to the world and what and you know you can take a minute while we're on break think about that like what would you like to tell people that you haven't said um, that would inspire you to start speaking so have a little ponder on that we're going to head to our first commercial break you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial
0: Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at Inspired This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at Inspired You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. I don't know if you guys know this, but today is the first time that we are actually going live via TV. We go live all the time via audio, but this is the first time we're going live via TV. On several different platforms. So, if this is uh, an exciting thing for you, I'm I'm excited myself. You can find us live on the Inspired Choices Network, Inspired Choices Network TV, TV, Facebook, and YouTube. You can also find it after the production in many different uh, platforms. There's over 400 platforms where you can find us. And I hope that you do pass it on to tell your friends how much fun can you have listening to all the all the shows on Inspired Choices Network. We have such a range of topics that are available for you so that it can assist you in your life. All the content is at your fingertips. You can also get the Inspired Choices app so that it's right there. You can drive with me. You can sleep with me. I mean, I get asked that all the time. Can I sleep with you? Yes, you can get the app. And that's how you can sleep with me. So for those of you who are excited to sleep with me, go get the app and listen to some shows while you sleep with me. Um, Have fun with yourself too, because some of them are pretty invigorating. They may be inspirational. They may be ones that you want to take to bed with you and your lover, because some of them are instructional. So if you'd like to have some instructional shows like, how to have um, sensual massage with your partner. Go listen to some of those instructional shows while you're at it and have lots of fun. Today, we have a great episode for you. If you haven't uh, been listening since the beginning and you're just jumping in now, I encourage you to go back and listen to the beginning. We're talking all about communication, effective and playful communication, which are both super important things to have so that communication doesn't become daunting or something that we you know, put off because we think it's going to be really painful. Like, I don't want to talk about this topic, so we avoid it. And we are speaking with Lee Smith, who is a communications expert. And the question that we had before break, I asked Lee, what was the first thing when we decided, like, at the age of eight, Lee's having this conversation with herself about figuring out who she is, knowing that her mother's voice isn't hers, her father's voice in her head isn't hers, and she's got her own voice. And what did that voice want to say to the world? So what was what did your voice want to say to the world Lee?
2: Oh gosh, well it's it's that ongoing question and it, and it is almost what happened the first time I played that mirror game with myself, right? Who am I? And isn't that a question that almost haunts or teases us the rest of our lives. I, I'm I'm over 50 now, so like for five decades, it's like, sure, it's been chasing like, who am I? And when we are teenagers, there's so much telling us who and what we are. And, and then asking ourselves, do we even take that opportunity? And when we do choose to do that, do we then choose to listen to all the voices inside of us, around us? Or do we choose to grab a hold of our own power and our own voice and say, wait a minute, I don't need to listen to any of you. This is who I am. And for me and my personal journey, Melissa, I, I was on that really fine line between arrogance and, and confidence because I did know who I was. And I was so confident in who I was, I thought, At this time, I was very spiritual and very engrossed in my faith journey. So I'm like, I am a child of God and that in and of itself makes me lovable. And so I wanted to convey that to others that you are lovable, whether you feel loved or you don't feel loved. I know there are instances in life where we don't feel loved, but that doesn't mean you're not lovable. You are totally lovable. And when you can get into the amazingness that you are, even as a young teenager. And this is a message I carry into today. And looking at you, you have brilliance. My message today is you have three G's, that you have genius, you have gifts, and you have greatness within you. And the genius is all those things that you think about it and you learn it so quick. It's it's the thing the knowledge that you, you just soak up, you can't get enough of it. And when you find somebody else, who shares that commonality, you just geek out in conversation about all of those things. And then your your gifts are kind of the way that you express. I look at it as a way of expressing yourself. Like one of my gifts is public speaking. One of my gifts is hugs. One of my gifts is holding space for people. And some people might say I have a gift for dancing or, or another way of expressing myself. Other gifts might be an athletic ability, or somebody can paint. They're they're poetic, they're 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 songwriters, they're musicians, and they are dancers, or the way that they do theatrical performance. So there's all types of and it's like I said, it's a way of expressing ourselves and it's a gift that we bring out into the world. And it can be gifts of leadership, like I can, I can take the lead, or I have a gift of advocacy, I stand up for people and I fight for them. So that comes in all different shapes and forms and expressions, like I said. And then the greatness, it's that whole essence of who you are. And so I think I really grabbed this as a teenager developing, because one of my first retreat talks, it was titled, Who Am I? And really looking at, well, yeah, who who are we in the world? And I was in a position just for myself of I don't care what you think of me. I'm going to go out and do my own thing. And it wasn't that I was going to stomp all over you and not care about your feelings. I wanted everybody to be happy and have fun. But I also was—I was just stubborn in that sense that I was just going to go out and do my own thing, and and play with that and see how that showed up in the world. And then as as an adult, even into my college years, something that really—and I think you've heard me say this in my talks—is a dear friend of mine took me out for coffee and said, "I have to share something with you." And I said, "Okay." And he said, "You are one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met." Okay, cool. He said. The way I see you is you are like a diamond, Lee. You take the light that you see in others and you reflect it back to them in a way that they never saw themselves before. I thought, oh, wow, that's quite an observation. Okay. And I, and I related it to, well, yes, I know I intentionally go looking for the best in people. And you know what, when you do that, you find the best in people. And it does work the opposite way. If you want to see the worst in people, I'm sure you will find that too, but I'm just going to skip that path and, in recognizing that. And that's what I want to help people see that, that if I see it in you, I know it's there. It's just not fantasy in my eyes or my mind. It's like, you have this amazingness about you. And if I can help you see it for yourself, this is what you get to contribute out into the world. And that's why. It's so powerful to me to be able to communicate that either through my stories or through a training or through uh, just an inspiring way in whatever way that that I can. And I've also had this belief. I, I like to joke. I'm like, I said it long before Oprah Winfrey. I didn't even know who she was. I don't even know what she was doing in the world at the time that I thought this for myself. I was in fifth grade so about 10, 11 years old. And I remember thinking, everybody has a story everybody has a story and if only the opportunity or they would choose to share that story we would learn about each other and about ourselves and in that way the world would be a better place be more interesting and more fun and 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 so that's it's such a huge part of my mission now in in, in what I communicate and it's just it's so much of what I love doing so I know it kind of went long-winded there but I hope I answered the question. Hello. I love that. I
1: love that you're like I said it before, Oprah. Yeah, I'm gonna say it right here that I said that before, Oprah. I've had I've had experiences like that where I'm like, what I said that when I was like seven years old, and now people are saying it and it's like famous, like what? And then I have to go and then I chalk it up to it's got to be a Jungian thing. We're all tapping into the collective subconscious, and I need to let it go and stop trying to own it, but. But then I want to own it because guess okay. what? I I said it and I thought it and it was important and it became a philosophy in my life. So I get that. And uh yeah, there we we had I, I remember being in grade three and I had a teacher who was all about affirmations. Mm-hmm. And so this is like 1983. There were not a lot of books out there about affirmations. Maybe she was in a 12-step program. It's hard to say why she had access to this idea of of this. But every day she had us all out loud say, I am lovable and capable. And so we had like a class of 30 kids doing this every day. And I have never forgot it since grade three. Like what an impact that it was to be able to do the affirmations out loud and have our voices be heard, and she would make she would walk up and down and hear that we were saying it out loud. <laughs> so, yeah. And we we had a philosophy in that classroom that was called Luck, and Luck stood for love, understanding, cooperation, and kindness. So you needed to operate with Luck.
2: Yep.
1: And be I am lovable, I'm capable. I love. And that. I thought that that was such a great um such a great example of how how you can communicate to you can communicate these things to a person of any age like learning communication skills is not something that you start when you're 25 because now you're interested in like your career no you start communication skills actually A lot of communication skills, even with babies are energetic, like you feel your child, you know, when they're hungry, so you know, something's happening. So there are things you pick up intuitively and interpret the gurgles and you interpret the body language and you interpret all of all of that's part of communication. Right. And so I think when people talk about public speaking, they often just think that it has to do with your voice, but it's everything else, too. It's when you're not speaking, it's the pauses, it's the body language, it's the eye contact, it's like all of it. And I think if we can bring all of those skills into interpersonal relationships, not just like, not just public speaking, if we bring all of that, you're going to be a better and more effective communicator and your chances are you're going to be heard because you're going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so being interesting is helpful <laughs> when, when you're having a conversation, right? Definitely. Yeah. So uh, we are going to head to our next commercial break in a second, but we have a few questions that I'd really love to address um, in this show, and and some of them have to do with relationships, and some of them um, you were sharing with me on um, some ideas that we can talk about for this episode. Uh, so we're going to be diving into how important communication is in relationship, how it shows up in marriage, um, how you can get, you know through a difficult conversation and how you can make communication fun and playful. So we still have all of that content for you guys. We are really hoping that I'm really hoping that by the end of this show, you start to know that communication doesn't have to be scary or daunting. You know, you can absolutely hire Lee to be a public speaking coach to help you develop some skills so that you can feel more confident in the way that you are communicating, whether it is publicly or whether it is uh, in a private relation, like privately in a relationship. I have a teacher who says that all public speaking is actually speaking to yourself in front of others. And I've like, when I've heard that, I was like, I freaking love that. And it makes it a heck of a lot easier and less scary that you're speaking to yourself in front of others. And now just go have fun with that and see how you feel. (laughs) So Yeah, so we'll talk more about play, communication, relationships, how to have effective uh, communication in relationships and marriages and things when we come back from our commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial.
0: Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melisa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
2: Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose?
0: Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about one of the top five C's that I love to talk about on the show. And no, it's not the four-letter word. It is communication. It's much longer than four letters, and we love communication. It is a cornerstone of what's important in a relationship. Communication is important for so many things, whether it's to work out issues that have come up, whether it's for exploration and being able to communicate your desires. Communication is so fundamental to a healthy, happy relationship that is absolutely top of the list when I work with people. This is one of the things that we work on first, even when they're like, I want to have more sex. Cool. We're going to work on communication. Why? Because it's that important. So I brought on today a communications expert. Also, Lee Smith is somebody who works with NLP. Um, Are you an NLP practitioner?
2: I am a certified. because I
1: I remember you talking about it before, but I didn't see it in your bio. So I'm going to bring it up.
2: Yes, I am a certified NLP master practitioner and timeline therapy practitioner. That does allow me to help you with your limiting beliefs and self-doubts. And if there are things where there's a root cause that's rooted in the past, we can break through that, bring you to the present and let you live fully each day thereafter.
1: I'm a huge fan of NLP. Uh, When I was about 22 years old, my mom was um, my mom was working one weekend and she's like I don't know what this NLP stuff is this is like 30 years ago almost right yeah. she's like what is this NLP stuff I'm like she's like I don't know but I'm gonna pay for a class you go find out what it's about and let me know <laughs> so I went off to a weekend course because my mom couldn't go because she needed to work and I and I took this like deep dive of NLP for a weekend um, absolutely loved it I shifted a lot of things around my thought patterns that I had uh, in relationship with my dad, which was also affecting relationship with other people. So um, highly recommend NLP. Neurolinguistic linguistic programming is a fantastic way of being able to actually retrain your brain to have more effective thoughts so that your life is more productive and you're living in a way that's that's actually creating a life that you would like to have. So connect with Lee if you've never tried NLP. And if you have tried NLP and you love it, just go for it. Book a session. And how can people book a session with you, Lee?
2: Oh gosh, I wasn't even thinking in that direction. <laughs> but uh, the probably the best way to do it is to book a call and it's bit.ly forward slash capital G. The number three, and then all lowercase call C A L L, and so bit.ly so, slash g3call.
1: G3call. That's how you can do it. So if you do that, if you can book book a time, um, have a discovery session, figure out what's going on. Fantastic. Also, Lee has a six month program for public speaking, and is that another place if they go to that um, if they go to that uh, bit.ly um, I think they they're also going to be able to book with you for that too. So yes. before we actually dive into those conversations about how you have better, more effective communication and playful communication in marriage, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your candy method, because I think it's fantastic. And, and I do know that it's going to relate to the bigger questions around how do you effectively communicate in marriage? So we might actually get more of the umbrella of answering these questions if we talk about your method.
2: Well, thank, again, thank you for this offering. opportunity to share. So the candy method, just super quick backstory. It was something that was downloaded to me. I thought, gosh, I've, I've gone through all this life journey and I've gone through all this stuff, self self-education from Tony Robbins and Ogmandino, uh Zig Ziglar, Norman Vincent Peale, and Dale Carnegie, and then later in life with, with Brenda Burchard, Marie Forleo, and Mel Robbins, and so many other thought leaders out there. And I thought, how all of these life lessons and all of these this education that I've received? How do I put this together in a unique message that I could take out into the world? And here comes the download, and it was the candy mm-hmm. method. And that's my my five-piece signature system, and that's for clarity affirmation necessity discipline you and when you put these pieces together particularly now I put it in the role of of public speaking I give you this foundation of confidence so that at any time whether you need that confidence in in an interpersonal communication or you're doing it in a business relationship or a public speaking setting you can rock it anytime and even when the unexpected happens and trust me, it happens. Melita watched me in action when that happened and, and sure enough to press on, able to press on and just, you pulled
1: magic out of the air that day. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) you rocket me because somebody completely uh, hijacked you and, and you, you owned the stage as if the hijacking didn't even happen. I knew the hijacking happened and a handful of us knew the hijacking happened but so many other people didn't even realize what happened no. which was beautiful because you were so smooth with it and I was like wow that was impressive I would have probably shoved my foot up their butt <laughs> and you didn't so good for you <laughs>
2: right right like run right out of the room like what do I do now And and, it, and I thought oh gosh it was confidence that allowed me to do that and so when I can work with my clients and build that confidence in them. It's like, again, when you know what your three G's are and what it is that you have to offer, it's, it's super, super powerful. And so, yeah, let's, let's take this because I haven't yeah. done this before and let's take this into an interpersonal communication. And so looking at the C and clarity, it is, it's, it's looking at what do you want from this communication exchange? they, there may be times when you want well i know for me as as a woman plenty of times i need the communication as part of my foreplay before i go yes. into the sensual touch with my partner and then on to the other fun stuff but i need that communication i need that emotional connection and that's coming from the words and the body language that we exchange that eye contact and listening do i feel heard because if i don't feel heard and now you're going to try to Seduce me, I'm totally turned off. It's not going to work. But when I see you leaning in and I hear you, and I hear that you hear me. And that first happens when we listen, right? It's it's even like when we were when even when we're pleasuring ourselves, we have to first listen to our bodies. What does our body even want? What kind of pleasure do we want? Where do we want to feel and experience that pleasure? Because if we just like I'm just gonna go through the motions. What's really going to happen? Not a whole not lot. A lot. Yeah, no. not a whole lot. So when we can listen and not hear, there's a difference between hearing. Hearing is the sounds just moving through you. But listening is, is putting that effort in to understand what it is that you are hearing. So I could say in an in exchange with Melissa, so Melissa, what I hear you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you witnessed me having a moment where I was hijacked, but I did it with such confidence and grace that for those who didn't know what was happening, they didn't know anything was happening. Am I hearing that correctly? So I'm playing. You're back. hearing that correctly. <laughs> I'm back what I've heard yes. from Melissa. And when we can do this back and forth, and I had to train my husband, even in our early days of dating, this is what I did. Because at first he's like, what are you doing? He's like, "Are you making fun of me?" I said, "Not at all. I, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I understand what you're saying." And and then when he started playing it back to me, he thought, "Oh, wow, that's powerful." And then when we can mirror the body language, it's if if my partner's leaning in, I'm leaning in, or if I'm leaning in first and initiating that, my partner's leaning in. What's happening in that personal space and is that intimacy building up as we're communicating with each other? And so getting clear with that intention do i do i want this to be like this long sweet loving process or am i going for the quickie and i just want to jump into it as much fun as possible and make that make that happen or do i just do i just want to have a moment where i can just be playful and now we get to carry on or is there a tough conversation that needs to happen and how do do we step into into that knowing clearly what we want the intention to be. It doesn't mean that we'll necessarily get those results. Communication with another human being can be tricky sometimes. But when we can go in with that intention Absolutely. and we can even open it up. Honey, I just I have something that's on my heart and, and and I'm not asking for advice. This is great to say to men, right? I'm not asking for help. I just need to share. I just need to get it off of my chest. Is that okay? Or there are times I come in and tough conversations. I I want to share something with you. And it's a little sensitive. I'm a little concerned about how you're going to take it, but I need to communicate that, but I need to communicate it because I don't want it to eat me up internally. And I know that if I can just share it with you and just get it out of my system, we're going to, be okay. or I had a time when I was in a really, really, well, no, I wasn't a rough patch in the relationship. It was really abysmal darkness and When we got through the healing process, I got to this point where I had the conversation with myself first about, we've been married for, oh gosh. That was around 2018, yeah, so 16, 17 years at this point. And we were in healing from from the bad place where we were. And I remember thinking, oh gosh, I want laughter in my marriage. I just feel like we take each other so seriously and oh, if only I could have laughter in the marriage and I, I see these other couples and they they can laugh just about anything or they're just having so much fun. I want that. And my inner voice said, well, why don't you be the one who brings the laughter? And I got sexist with myself, Melissa. I'm like, but I'm the girl. It's not nice. <laughs> a <awesome>. girl laugh. <laughs> but then when That's I got my myself, it was like, wait a minute, why don't you bring the laughter? So 2019, I challenged myself, okay, once a day, and I'm not sure how it's going to happen, but once a day, I'm going to make my husband laugh. Well, that's a form of communication too. And it's playful. Absolutely. But how do I do that? Right? And it's it's moments of spontaneity, improvisation. How do I take advantage of that? How can I get witty? How can I get funny? How can I just have fun and just find a way to play? So that's all part of that clarity. What is your intention? What is is it that you desire? Because if you just go off of emotions, anything goes. It's almost like a Russian roulette, right? Is it going to be something fun? Is it going to be something that turns into a fight? Is it going to be something that's going to push you away for the rest of the evening or week or even longer? Or is it something that's, you know, didn't see it coming, but it's going to bring you closer together. But when you know that intention, then you can you can start the communication in in that direction and i want to stop there for a moment in case you had any questions in that direction
1: yeah no that's fantastic and we have a commercial and then we have like about 10 minutes about seven to 10 minutes after it's commercial until the show is over so we're going to get through the rest of the a and d we're going to finish andy of candy and so that you guys can get the the lowdown on how this works and clarity is so important and sometimes clarity doesn't always come out verbally and sometimes people need to write things out too so communication is is not always what you guys think it is it can be so much more so keep that in mind if thinking that a conversation is daunting sometimes writing things out first get them out of your own head so that you can actually communicate what's truly important to you can be super helpful as well i have a lot of clients who are like i don't know what to say to my partner i'm like cool write it because you have a lot going on let's start with the things that you're frustrated with because you you want to get that out of your system so that you can find where the love is and then we can communicate that and then work our way backwards to resolve some of the issues so there's always a way guys we are going to have a quickie quickie commercial break so listen you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network we'll be right back after this quickie
0: are you secretly a voyeur you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and, quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure.
1: Seekers, for those of you who are jumping in now you're the end of the show, go back, listen to the whole thing, because guess what? It is recorded, and you can go back. Yes, some of you are listening live, and I'm so excited about that. We have Lee Smith on today, who is a communications expert. She works with people for public speaking, but public speaking isn't always what you think it is. It's also about learning how to effectively communicate. And today we're talking about effective and playful communication and why it's important. And we've been talking about her candy method, starting with C, which is clarity. And now we're moving on to Andy. While well, we have a few more minutes left of the show, I'd love for to hand it over to you to explain the Andy part before we finish up.
2: It, it makes me think of the writing on Andy's shoe from Toy Story. <laughs> That's awesome. That, yeah. Character, oh, I love it. Oh, gosh. So A is the affirmation. And affirmation, it's that six inches here, the battlefield that we're carrying with us everywhere that we go. And and I, I love this thinking in the sense of being a world traveler. I can go anywhere. I can go to beautiful paradises. I can go to adventure, adventure-seeking places. And yet, I can't escape this. It's always with me. So particularly in interpersonal communication, story that you are telling yourself in that moment, oh my gosh, it's how, this is where some NLP comes in because it's how, what meaning are you giving to the mo- moment at hand? Are you having fun? So you're like, oh, I feel good. This is amazing. We're getting closer. Oh, the intimacy is building or everything like, oh, I can feel the energy rising and the tension and now we're going to end up in a fight. Oh my goodness. Or Oh, if he happens to say this one more time, I'm just going to bite my tongue or I'm just going to totally lash out. It could be all of those different things going on. And here's the amazing thing. This is the message I always love to drive home is that you have a superpower when it comes to your affirmations. And that superpower is choice. You get to choose what you want to say. It's like when I was that seven, eight-year-old looking in the mirror and hearing my mom's voices, my dad's voices, and then my own voice what did i want to say to myself and you can have this even i know even in the toughest conversations and be, this was a time he's so much better now but when my husband was having his immature moments and he was just biting and biting and biting and biting and i wasn't biting my tongue i was listening and saying i'm choosing to love him anyway i'm choosing to breathe through this moment and i' I'm, I'm I'm going to love him anyway, and I'm going to come back with loving words and didn't work all the time. I certainly had my moments of like Fuck! temple war mode was coming out, and yeah, those were not those, those were not fun nights. those did not lead to much pleasure. Let me tell you, so the mm-hmm. affirmation is is the self talk the end is necessity it's knowing it's taking that piece of clarity like this is where I am now, and this is where I want to be. And there's always a gap. And maybe the gap is only this much. And sometimes the gap feels it so much more. But whatever that gap is, what are the necessary steps to get me from here to there? Do I need to listen more? Do I need to lean in? in? Do I need to mirror back body language, the eye contact and the words that I'm hearing or that I think I'm hearing? Is that what I need to do to feel that closeness? Do I need to create a comedy relief, comic relief moment? Do I need to just hold space for this person? So it's the necessity part and thinking about what it is that you really want that outcome to be and recognizing that gap and then taking those steps. The D is discipline. And this is, we have ongoing behaviors called habits. And I can't remember who said it, but it was somebody who said, "We don't get what we want in life. we get our habits. And it's that repeated hmm. behavior. And we have habits that help us and get us what we want. Like we could have a kind, loving nature, and maybe that helps us to like, people are happy when they're around us. They feel that positive energy. And we have habits that hold us back. You know, every time so-and-so says this, "I am triggered, and off I go." It could be looking at that. And it's having that observation, that awareness. It's not a judgment. It's not a beating yourself up or totally um, boasting on yourself too. Like, oh, I'm just so good at that. No, it's observing both the good and the not so good and looking at, okay, what are my strengths that I bring into this communication? And what are some things that hold me back? I personally, I'm really good at holding things in internally. I do express a lot outwardly it's almost in its own code so you have to really get to know me to kind of read between those lines and I know that about myself and I work on those things and my husband lovingly calls them out and that's part of our communication and working through those things so it's but it it doesn't make me a bad person or a bad partner it's just part of who I am and how can I make that better and then the why, that's all about you. We we touched on that already about your three Gs. What genius do you have that that enhances the relationship? Like, what do you and your partner really love talking about? Like you just totally get into it and you have so much fun, and the exchange is fiery and fun and playful, or you're really good at communicating about those things. Maybe there are some tough situations. Maybe it is the money, maybe it is the bedroom, maybe it is the kids, whatever it happens to be that you're really good at. And then the gifts, what gifts do you have as a as a couple and sharing and in that exchange. I I, I used to really, really love that about...
1: Oh, We're getting kicked off, Lee.
0: Thank you for Sorry. listening to The Pleasure Zone <laughs> with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned
1: on and tuned in to your body.